0: What's up everybody? and Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 92, recorded and released today on 922. That's close enough. Right? <laughs> I fine. think it's pretty good. I don't yeah. know, that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's good. pretty good. 92 and, and 922. And your birthday's coming up, and as Ahmed pointed out, very uh I was going to say intellectually, intelligently, he pointed out it's almost the exact midway point between our both of our birthdays. So Yes, happy birthday, to us. To Paul. So, yes, thank you. My birthday was yes. what, day Thursday? Thursday. Yes, yes, it was on Thursday. So, thank you all for coming to the podcast that's exclusively about Ahmed and I, and nothing else. So,
1: (laughs) exactly. Yeah, you guys don't listen for video game news. You only listen for me.
0: Who listens for that? And anyway, it's a huge week in video game news, as it has been for the past—I don't know—what seems like the past month, maybe two months. I don't know. It's been. It's been a wild ride, and it's only gotten more wild. Anyways, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me in his Pizza Planet jersey is Ahmed. (laughs) It's so cozy. It's finally sweater season. Well, no, I'm laughing more so that you're finally wearing it, because I was like, where are you going to wear it? Where are you going to wear it? The joke was on us. Little did we know, we would never (laughs) be back at Disney World again.
1: Exactly. I'm going to wear it at home all the time. Honestly, I've like, I don't, well, I don't wear it at home all the time, but like, I don't know. Whenever I go out to like run errands, I wear it, and I'm always like, "Yeah, I'm cool. I have Pizza Planet."
0: You don't. (laughs) Yeah, I've been wearing the uh, the yellow sweatshirt constantly for the past day. That yellow sweatshirt, and we're we have truly been in the Arctic tundra today. So (laughs) dramatic. It was 36 degrees this morning. That's fair. It's a little early to be 36, but you do like the cold. I do like the cold when the heat is on. We do not have the heat on yet.
1: I guess that's fair. Yeah, the radiators haven't kicked in our building, but it also wasn't 30. It was like 50 something over here.
0: There is no way there's a 20 degree difference between us when we're like an hour apart, maybe two hours.
1: That's why I was shocked when you said 30. I looked at the weather and I was like, "Mm, it's 55 here.
0: Let me rub salt in the wounds here. Let me open up uh, Dark Sky. Hold on. It's fine.
1: I know they have the almanac where you can go back in time. Mm. But it's, It's I don't know. It's unfortunate
0: that you can't access that, huh?
1: Yeah, it is unfortunate. Thanks, Dark Sky. Thanks, Apple.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Appleton. Apple, everyone. All right, let's see. Ready? Um, how do I go about? Oh, time machine. Here, the almanac. You're such a fool. That's what it officially called. Um, anyways, it was 51 degrees today. That's weird. That's what I'm saying.
1: It wasn't. How that the hell here.
0: was it 20 degrees colder here?
1: Because you live in the middle of nowhere,
0: Ahmed. I. We
1: have in New York. It's there's a um, what's it called? Urban heat effect. It's where all the heat. It like, you know, settles in the city and just gets trapped because there's so much happening. There's so much like, the subways and the sewers and all the people and all the lights and there's just What's a lot of happening? hot air.
0: We're in the middle of a pandemic, Karen. Yeah, but people are still alive. Why'd
1: you call me Karen? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> I was going to say, people still alive, but, you know, breathing. Like th- this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Man, this is a Wendy's.
1: People are still alive and breathing, breathing out hot air as I am right now. <sighs> True. <laughs>
0: So dumb. Anyways, so that's that on that. Uh, I froze my ass off this morning. Apparently I med did not, so congratulations. I slept um, like a child. Yeah. A wee bab. A wee little bab. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, we have uh, a Fox News alert. Air Force Two carrying VP Mike Pence was forced to turn around at New Hampshire Airport after a bird strike.
1: A bird strike?
0: Yeah. Like probably a bird flying into the engine. While it was in the air? I don't know. Let's see. Let's take a news. Let's take a news. Let's take a look. <laughs> Let's take a news.
1: Yes. Let's take a news.
0: Uh, quick. Still, Let's forth- take details a quick are news. still forthcoming, but sources reportedly told uh, the incident could have been caused by a possible bird strike. Oh, there's limited details at this time. As details continue to roll in, you'll hear it here from what the Fun Cast. All right. On that <laughs> note, what have you been doing all week, Ahmed? Tell us. Tell us all about your adventures here.
1: So I have decided to upgrade my PC. I think I mentioned this before, but I've upgraded my PC basically in preparation for an RTX 3080, which is the new generation of graphics card. Um, and we'll get into that later and how I don't yet own one, but the PC is all ready for it when I do eventually own one. Um, I got a new liquid cooler. So now I've upgraded to liquid cooling, which is fancy. It looks all cool. It has lights, I got more Ram. I got a, a new solid state hard drive. Um, not solid state hard drive, that's an oxymoron, just a solid state drive, and, uh, what else did I get, and a new power supply, so I'm all ready for this new graphics card that I do not yet own, um, but it looks all fancy, and I basically spent my entire Saturday just doing that, um, like, I think I stayed up until five, no, seven, <laughs> I stayed up until, like, seven o'clock on Saturday, well, Sunday morning, I got at that point, um, and then Sunday, I got my fi- uh my chair finally shipped or er, arrived. So I got a Secret Lab Titan chair, which at first, like when you look up on IGN, like best gaming chairs or whatever, that's like the number one, but it's like expensive. So I got the number two one and the number two one's absolutely sucked. And I wish that I just got the Secret Lab one originally because I'm sitting in it and I'm currently in heaven. My spine is aligned. My legs are at peace. It's it's so comfortable. It's so, so comfortable and incredibly worth it. Ten out of ten would recommend. I like every time I sit down, I get a rush of serotonin. It's so good. Um, so let me ask you this: Did yeah. you
0: get the same feeling when you first bought the other chair?
1: Absolutely not. When I first sat in it, I was like, "Hmm, maybe I have to break it in a little bit." And then when I broke it in, it got worse. <laughs> so, yeah, when I first sat in this, I was like, "This is the one. This is the way."
0: So Ahmed, it's tell so us nice. where can we find this chair?
1: Uh, secretlab.co. If you enter code uh, Ahmed loves this chair, you'll get 10% off. Uh, No, I I don't have a discount code, but it's such a nice chair. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Highly, highly, highly worth the money, especially when you're working from home permanently and you're sitting in your chair for hours on end like me. Um, My back is thanking me for it.
0: I know. It's funny because I guess we don't... Well, I guess we kind of would talk about it, but you don't realize how much what you do on a normal basis, like, I think about it, right, and it's like, I I sleep, right, so you need a a good bed, and you wake up, and it's like, nowadays, okay, you might go get, like, food or something from the kitchen for breakfast, and then, like, you go to sit down at your desk and, and work all day, and then you get up, maybe you run some errands or something, but then you're, like, on the couch, maybe relaxing, and then you're back in bed again, and it's, like, this vicious cycle where you need a good level of comfort between all three or four of those things that you're putting your body in, even like your car, well, not for you necessarily, but for normal people that don't live in the city that have cars, (laughs) but even then you're not in your car much either because the car is so, you know, the time in your car is so limited, especially now where everything we do is at home. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's definitely something to think about. That's good. That's good. Now, is your bed good? My bed's great. I told you I got a new mattress. Yeah, I know, but is it still good? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Didn't you get it from like We're pins perfect. and needles or something like that?
1: <laughs> pins and needles? tough and needle. Close no, it
0: sounds close enough. Pins, <laughs> pins and needles. And
1: needle. Yes, when I sleep in my bed, I get pins and needles. It's great. Yeah, that would be um, No. tough the needle, it's good because I, I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast, but there was like, I had the mattress previously and there was like, it developed a, what's it called? A crater? Like, like a dip, <laughs> Essentially, yeah. a dip. And so well, I... Well,
0: sagged is really what it is sack that's the technical term
1: and then i sent him a picture of it and they're like oh my god we'll take this away and we'll send you a new one right away they literally sent people to come and take it from me like junk haulers i didn't have to lift a finger and then they got the new one
0: it was great i vaguely remember you talking about this on the podcast so maybe you did bring this up before
1: perhaps but anyways invest in a good bed and invest in a good chair if you're working from home because it's good
0: yeah we got our chairs from like staples two years ago maybe and a year ago year and a half ago two years ago you yeah, know uh i guess a year and a half ago <laughs> I don't know. yeah yeah i don't know anyways and like it was nice at you know when we first got it and now it's like i don't know it just feels like any other chair where it's like just something to sit on so and yeah. i literally spend eight to twelve hours in it a day so
1: you know how comfortable it is when you sit in like the recliner that you have and yeah. you just like sit down and you're like wow this is so good that's how i feel in this chair every time it's like it's not like sitting on the cloud it's not like super soft it Has a firmness to it but like it's good
0: for is there is there a return policy on these chairs
1: yes it has a 49 day return policy for whatever reason i don't know why it's 49, 49. It's like 50 yeah, or weird. 60 <laughs> um but it's
0: 40 days and we gave you nine more yeah, but you have
1: to. I believe you have. You're responsible for return shipping, which I imagine for a box this big and heavy isn't cheap.
0: It's got. It's probably close to a hundred bucks to ship it back. Yeah,
1: so mm-hmm. it's like a. You essentially. Yeah, it's a hundred dollar rental period if you want. But I. I have like no doubts that I'm keeping this. It's so nice. You can obviously. I don't know. Maybe one day when we can, when we can see each other again, you can, try it out. But. Yeah for each side but yeah I mean that's the gamble with buying things online that's what I gambled with when I bought the first chair and it ended up being absolute garbage um, the cushion was like literally as flat as a pancake and every so time whatever happened with that did like, you Pink. get any
0: of your money back
1: no I can't return it
0: so I what are you gonna gave do it to my it? roommate
1: Oh. <laughs> and then you know once he if he moves out or if we end up parting ways I'll we'll just take it and sell it but there's no point in throwing it away like he might as well take advantage of it for now right
0: that's unfortunate and uh, where can we not get that chair?
1: <laughs> that was a GT racing chair. 0 out of 10. Would not recommend. I mean, if you're a small person, maybe the issue is this. I think I just have big legs. Like, it has bucket-style seats, and it was not comfortable at all. Um, but if you're a small person, then maybe it's, maybe it's right for you. Maybe I'm just a giant. Who knows?
0: Maybe. Who knows?
1: Anyways, besides that, <laughs> um, I did get to play a little bit of Super Mario 3D uh, All-Stars. Um, which basically means I just played Super Mario Sunshine, uh, played a little bit on stream. I know Paul joined me and he was playing Galaxy, um, both played pretty well. I thought that Super Mario Sunshine was kind of janky until I realized that the issue was just with my controller. Um, and then I switched controllers and everything was working fine for the most part until the part where I clipped through the ground during a boss battle and had to restart the game because I literally couldn't like, yeah, that was weird. That was very strange. That's never happened to me before playing that game. Um, but literally, like, I was stuck in the ground, and I couldn't die. So I just had to quit the game. Um, but besides that, plays pretty good. Pretty good. Because <laughs> I was trying to say great or good. Um, Praise play... <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. I can't All right, speak. Yes.
0: So but, what whatever happened with your controllers? Because I saw when I when you were streaming, I jumped on, and I saw that you were, like... Literally just spinning. You were trying to use the GameCube controller, and then it wasn't working? Or the, uh, yeah. the PowerA wireless GameCube-style controller?
1: Exactly. It's the a PowerA GameCube controller, and I was trying to, like, do a move where you can, like, spin the joystick in a, in a circle and then, you know, press the water thing, and you kind of, like, mario, mario asks like, a sprinkler. Um, but I couldn't get it to work. And then at one point, I stopped moving. I wasn't touching any buttons on the controller, and I guess it was detecting input in the C-stick, and the camera was just spinning mm. by itself, so I guess the controller, I don't know if it has like a drift issue because um, it wasn't like drifting. It was like literally detecting full input as if I had the C-Stick all the way to the left or the right spinning the camera. Um, and it happened multiple times when I was playing. I'm like, why is this happening? Why is the camera just turning on its own? And I thought it was just being wonky, but it turns out the C-Stick, I guess, on that specific controller is messed up. Um, I didn't i didn't look into it further, so I have, I have no idea. But when I was Googling it, and, like, during the stream, it looks like there may be an RMA process through Power A that I can look into, so... Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, I'll see if I can do that, because I, I do like those controllers a
0: lot, but that would be annoying to deal with. Yeah, no, um, for sure. That That is really weird that your stick was spinning like that, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I did play... So, it's funny, I actually didn't play Sunshine. It's the only game that I didn't play. Um, I played a little bit of Mario 64 and a little bit of uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy looks really good. I don't know. I, I think that it... It looks, it looks pretty good for a Wii game. All things considered, so. But it you're does, also
1: playing it on handheld, right? So you're only playing it. In 720p. No, I was
0: playing it. I was playing it on uh, my PC screen, when I was when I was chatting uh, oh, with you. Oh.
1: We're using your old, your old, uh, your old regular Switch.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have I have the the old Switch down here, docked, plugged into an HDMI cable that I switch out between my work computer and my because um, I use my my. Dell monitor that I use for my desktop I use for work as well, as well as my desktop, so I just unplug the HDMI and plug in the Switch, so this got way it, I, can and, um, I can stream and I can stream and play my Switch on the on the 25 inch screen here, and it looks good, I mean, I thought it looked good, I'll try it on the big screen TV later, but it, it looked pretty good, and you know, aside from like the pointer controls, like it's kind of tricky to incorporate the pointer controls which I totally forgot about back when the Switch or the, excuse me, the Wii was around but, like you have to like Choose your galaxy, or whatever you point and click on, on a galaxy. Like I totally forgot about that, and I don't know if you played Galaxy at all on this collection, but they incorporate it like you hit um, ZR, and then that like brings up the cursor, and you can like move the cursor around with the Joy-Con, um, or if you're on like the Switch Lite, it's touch control. So you just touch whatever planet you want to go to or wherever you want to aim at, essentially, and your finger if you like dragging around it can be the cursor. So oh, okay that makes sense
1: so yeah i guess they did like i remember we were talking about how they're all emulators or whatever or emulated but they did do some improvements um i noticed specifically or i guess not improvements but like compatibility things because um, i did notice specifically in sunshine when it was explaining controls there's like the the robot like the the flood which is your the machine that you're wearing mm-hmm. um talks and it's like press the button to do this where it normally would say press the z button or the r button where now it's different because it's like zr and you know just l or r or whatever so now it just says button like they they edited the audio there on purpose um and just a bunch of like little things like that so they definitely did edit the games to to make them compatible it wasn't just a plain old uh you know straight direct port um but I mean, yeah, we can go on about how we wish that it was remastered forever, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, for what it is, it, you know, it's it's $60. It's a lot of money. You figure $20 a game, Super Mario 64. You know, we probably own a couple different ways already. It's becoming like the new Super Mario Brothers. But all things considered, it's nice to have it on Switch. And, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. But it yeah. was in pretty high demand, and I think it still is, where a lot of people are buying it. And a lot of people seem to be enjoying it. Obviously, it has its flaws, has its quirks, but it's we've been complaining about wanting Sunshine and all these other Mario games on Switch, and we got them. So um, I'm curious to see what that means for the imminent Zelda port of Skyward Sword. So I'd imagine that they're remaking that one because we've talked about this uh, many times now where it's very centric around the Wii Remote and the Wii Remote Plus specifically. Um, obviously, Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess... Were remade to be more accustomed to the uh, Wii U gamepad, which you can pretty much translate that right over to the Switch. Um, but if they're going to also include Sword do you sword mean item, Wind Waker? When did I? What did I say? You said
1: Ocarina of Time. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Yes, Wind
0: Waker. Yes, Wind Waker and Twilight <laughs> like, Princess. You know, it's funny. And I, <laughs> now that you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I did say that. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time. Yeah, those are already remade. But there was also rumor that they were going to remake Ocarina of Time. So. That's not another own possibility, but I don't know how much they would do. I think that would probably just be like a port from the 3DS to the Switch kind of thing, where maybe they upscale some graphics, but nothing major. I don't know. There was this whole thing about that was showing like upresed um, textures that were found or something. I don't know. It, it was it was a weird time because there's also a time when stuff was leaking from Nintendo's history. Like I want to say it was like that's when the Super Mario 64 source code got leaked out. Um, I don't know it was, it was weird so I don't know if they just mixed it up with like concept art looking stuff or what it, what it was but anyway there's been rumor of that happening too so who knows we'll see interesting
1: yeah I don't know I um, I would love to get Wind Waker HD on Switch just as a direct port like yeah I'm, I I'd be fine Wind with Waker's that because it looks so good it does look good but I also don't want to like I would love to take it portably and not have to worry about you know plugging in the wii u because there's not enough hdmi ports on my tv for the wii u to be plugged oh my the god time.
0: first world problems it
1: really is anyways so um, what else do you
0: play anything else
1: besides all of that uh i finally played among us i know i mentioned this last time but it wasn't even with you i played with a, a few friends they invited me a few of our twitter friends they were like hey you want to play among us and i was like yes please i've been waiting for this moment and i was like oh i'll just play like a few rounds i'm busy and then i played for like three hours oh it is god so much fun because each round is only like 10 minutes you're like okay just one more just one more and then you just are one mooring forever um i don't know if you haven't heard of what among us is among us is available on steam and on mobile on steam it's five dollars on mobile it's free and it's cross play so wherever you own it you can play with anyone who owns it on either platform and it's basically a game of mafia ish so there's um there's either a crewmate or an imposter, and the crewmates have to like do all these tasks on the on the spaceship or whatever, um and it's literally just like tiny little mini games. Like you go and you do your task, and it's like swipe this card or shoot the asteroids or fix the shields, and you just like tap tap. It's very like silly mini games, but the imposter has to kill the crew off, and they have to kill them all to win, um, and so it's your ch- like once someone finds the body then you have to be like okay well who did it and you vote people off the ship and if you get it wrong you just like killed another crew member that was innocent and um i don't know it's really really fun i think we should absolutely play it tonight
0: yeah no we we planned on playing it tonight so i have to play a couple rounds because i'm also extremely tired but i'm down to try and it's on ios and pretty much everything right yep yeah. and
1: it's like it's free on mobile with ads but the ads are very unintrusive like it's only one ad after every round of the game oh that's so it's nothing too crazy yeah interesting but it's good and uh among us 2 was confirmed they are going to develop a new one because the original game was out since 2018 but i guess just recently has had like a huge resurgence because of twitch i guess like a bunch of streamers just started playing it and so people got really hooked
0: yeah, and especially with people looking for stuff to do in the middle of the pandemic, it's you know they're definitely definitely looking for different games to play, and and definitely using Twitch as a way to look at that. Yes, and and like there's, there's
1: no play. there's no learning curve. Like this is a game that literally anyone can pick up and play. It's you know the learning curve is you know strategy. Like it's, think of it as kind of a, a board game as opposed to like an actual a like, competitive video game where you have to have like grown up playing video games to know what you're doing. Like it's not. It's very accessible. So. Run the fence, just try it out. It's free.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, well, um, I, I yeah. won't I'm not even gonna say it because we've been watching more Glee and you're just gonna continue to roast me. So <laughs> I didn't say anything. We've been making our way through it and it's very enjoyable. I like Glee a lot. So y'all can roast me, I don't <laughs> care. Um, but I'm on season two still, taking it nice and slow. We watch it every so often, and it's a very good pace. And yes, I realize it's corny. There's a lot of stuff in that show that does not age well and would not would be uh very frowned upon now um even just a couple years later so anyway it is entertaining for what it is um I, we played overwatch you forgot to mention we streamed overwatch right after you got done streaming super mario 3d all-stars and it we didn't, literally didn't. lost every single game we won one game and then we lost every game after that for like two hours
1: <laughs> it was so bad we still have to play to finish the event but i'm so discouraged yeah. we're so bad at overwatch it, now we've forgotten we
0: really are we're getting overrun by the uh, by the children out there <laughs>
1: We are the children. Not yeah, okay. That's true. We're old now.
0: Um, I also played Hades by Supergiant Games. So I talked about this a while ago. And I was thinking about getting it on PC because it's always been a PC exclusive. But it is a roguelite, which... Uh, roguelite, roguelike, which whatever the word is. Um, which is discouraging because I'm not the biggest fan of those games. Uh, much like you. But I've tried a few of them now. But this one's a lot of fun. And Supergiant Games just makes a very good game. So this was announced as part of the a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase event that it was available today because it was announced for Switch previously. And, yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. i got to play more of it. It's an easy pick-up-and-play because it's one of those games, like, the whole idea of a roguelike is that you go through and you go as far as you can, and then you die, and you start at the beginning again. And, like, you get stronger and stronger. So, And I haven't wrapped my head around if you keep your power-ups or whatever. I haven't figured out the power-up system yet. But typically, some of these games, you keep your power-ups, and then you go through the round again and, like, obviously get further because you're stronger now and stuff like that, so...
1: Is it the same thing every time or is it procedurally generated every time you I'm die? I'm
0: pretty sure it's procedurally generated. I'll have to get back to it on that because I only did a few rounds. Like And I got pretty far on, like, the second one. And then I got mad because I died, like, for a really stupid, like, a stupid monster like that wasn't even strong just kept hitting me over and over again and murdered me, so... <laughs> um... But yeah, I'll get back to you on that. I gotta I'll actually I'll check while we're covering the first news story here. But um let me yeah. uh let me see. That,
1: here. that would be the kind of game that like I don't know, I would get so frustrated. I'd be like, Oh, this is a cool concept, and then i in practice, I'm like, this is obnoxious. Um Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's how I feel. Maybe that's the reason why I don't like battle royale games as much like fortnite and apex legends and whatnot because it's like i feel like i do so much work to set myself up and get the best gear and as soon as i have a, my first encounter with someone i die and i'm like well th- what was the point of all of that
0: right um no i totally so. agree um you find oh answer. yeah 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 P- uh, puts players through procedure generated levels filled with, filled with random rewards uh so yeah that's that's the whole core of the roguelike which is what i thought uh um, gotcha gotcha but yeah so it's it's super interesting. I just, I, I can only imagine, I mean, well, I would think that it takes a lot of effort to make a game like that, one that's procedurally generated, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it's easy.
1: I guess all you do is you kind of just set the parameters and then it just creates itself. Right. Just create a monster. Yeah, <laughs> know. Let it be like, be free. Um, be free. Anyways. All right. Let's jump in. Our first entertainment hot pot in like three weeks, I think. <laughs> this is we haven't had there's like no entertainment news I mean Tenet came out and then that was it there was like no more movies after that um, right it's all so, like
0: it's, it's it's exciting that all the movie theaters are open and you drive by and you look at like the movie theater in Manville has like the big sign up and it's like Black Panther and like all these movies that they're just re-releasing in theaters I'm like okay
1: Yes, and it's like how desperate are people to go to a theater that they'll go and pay money and buy overpriced popcorn just to sit there and watch a movie that you can watch at home
0: uh, experienced the good old days back in the movie theaters without corona anyways
1: um we did get a trailer for Disney Plus original show WandaVision um which is exciting it was part of a i guess I didn't actually watch the, the trailer was
0: it a part of like a whole showcase of things it was a part of the virtual Emmys
1: the virtual Emmys oh yeah the virtual which, Emmys
0: happened also speaking of the Emmys kind of like it was so weird I got a notification. was like, the Emmys are tonight. Uh, stars are being live-streamed from their homes. Come see their rooms and what how they've decorated or something like that. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> so, actually, fun thing about the Emmys, there were a bunch of interns stationed outside of the, like, celebrities, the nominees' houses. And if they didn't win, then the intern just, like, waves and leaves with the Emmy. And if they win, then they give it to them. Because <laughs> Rami Yusuf from the Netflix or the Hulu show Rami – literally was like this is what happens when you're nominated for the emmys and there was a person standing outside of their house in like a hazmat suit holding an emmy and then when he didn't win he just waved and walked
0: away oh my god <laughs> Like, what the
1: hell what a world we live in well at least we um, know it's not set up then right no it was totally real um so yeah very interesting but um yeah so this, was this premiered say. during oh, during the yes. virtual emmys or whatever yeah so we got the wandavision trailer i haven't actually gotten a chance to watch it yet i kept on saying telling myself to watch it before the episode and before we started recording and i forgot but um, from what I gather from my Twitter timeline that, ha- that did see it, they were all like, this still makes no sense. Did you see it?
0: Yeah. Uh, so didn't they show us footage at D23 or? Yes. Yeah. And it was like very like 70s-ish. Not 70s. Probably like 60s, 50s-ish.
1: It was like different time periods, it seemed. Like kept jumping.
0: Yeah. So it, it kind of has a lot of that, like I'm pretty sure the same footage we saw at D23, but then with a little bit more of like a little bit more um, Wanda and Vision but it's still just as weird
1: so here's something that I found from IGN that could explain what's happening here Um, so IGN, they have like a whole video on this, um, but they say that the trailer essentially confirms that this is the MCU's House of M so what is, I was like I don't know what House of M means, what is this, so I googled it Um, And from Wikipedia, House of M is a 20 or 2005 comic book storyline published by Marvel Comics. The storyline consists of uh, a core eight issue comic book limited series in which the superhero Scarlet Witch suffered a mental breakdown and tries to alter the fabric of reality to recreate her lost children. So given that she doesn't have any children in the MCU, I'm sure that's not specifically what's going to happen. But it seems like what's happening is that she's altering the fabric of reality to, you know, bring back vision instead you know because she lost vision she didn't lose her children but she lost vision so i'm sure that that's that's probably what's happening here and every time she likes creates a certain reality to bring vision back and live in happiness you know in the 50s or 60s or 70s or whatever time period she does like something bad happens and she has to reset i think that's my my theory
0: yeah i would so there was one part of the trailer where like vision i don't know if he had like a different suit on or what but like you can see the the stone in his forehead But then there's one part where he had like a different head covering almost. So that's very possible that it is in different time periods and through different like storylines almost that she goes through. So I don't know. Either way, we'll see. I'll probably quote myself later on and be like, you know, when it wins all these awards or whatever, like maybe, you know, I don't know, it just seems like a weird one to me. But it also doesn't follow that like normal hype Marvel storyline. But it's good to have something from Marvel because it's been dry for a while now where we haven't gotten anything obviously black widow was supposed to come out chad been passed away it's just it's been very shaky in the marvel cinematic universe for the past six months
1: the last thing we got was far from home and that was when did that come out over a year ago that was last july like not this past july but the july before really that was the last one
0: yeah and then black widow was supposed to come out black widow uh, was supposed to basically
1: introduce the next phase because Far From Home, I think was tech. I don't know if Far From Home was technically the start of the next phase, or like, I guess it was kind of the start of the next phase, but not really. It was still like I thought it was. I guess I don't know. It's it's a middle ground because it still referenced a lot of stuff that happened in, in game, specifically with like Tony Stark on. But I guess that was kind of his moving on.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's eagerly awaited Phase Four with Black Widow set for release in October twenty eighth. Oh, that's that's now. It was originally set for release in May twenty twenty. Um yes. so it would have been a full
1: year after
0: after Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: Or almost a full year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Anyways, pretty crazy. Wow, indeed. Yes. I don't know. Um
1: but yeah, anyways. So, we'll see what happens with WandaVision. I for one am a little excited for. It. I think it'll be fun. Um and also we get Mandalorian next month, which should also be very good.
0: Uh, yes, WandaVision comes out in December? i don't know <laughs> you're right. asking me like i know i have no idea i am pretty sure it comes out in december so then but whatever happened to falcon and the winter soldier that get pushed out
1: falcon and the winter soldier i think was supposed to come out at the end of this year but it's probably pushed out because they never finished filming
0: gotcha so wandavision is december 2020 um series is <laughs> falcon and winter soldier originally supposed to be released in august 2020 August? One. Yeah. Wow. Pour, pour one out for that. Um Truly. and now it's scheduled to debut in twenty twenty one.
1: When was WandaVision originally supposed to come out? I feel like WandaVision was always the second one. I'm surprised that it's WandaVision first.
0: was the second one, uh and it was supposed to come out in early twenty twenty one. But it's apparently going to start in twenty twenty, December twenty twenty. Interesting. They'll probably have probably... like episode one or something mm-hmm. and then episodes two through did it just say six episodes? Yeah, six episodes. The rest of the episodes will probably trickle in. So probably get like two this year, and then the other four will come out early next.
1: Interesting. I wonder, I guess maybe they filmed it early, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier was still in the middle of filming like come March when everything shut down. Right. So.
0: Interesting. Which I don't is know. crazy. I'm glad The Mandalorian finished up filming at least, so that's, that's one thing to look forward to on Disney+. Plus.
1: Yes, we'll have the child. The child to to walk us through the darkness. And you, Anyways, and
0: you watched that trailer too, right? That trailer came out since we last recorded, didn't it?
1: Uh, it did, but I haven't watched it. You didn't really watch the
0: trailer for that either. What the hell? Who are oh, you? No, I'm a fake. I'm you sorry. You know you I have been watching. You know you have been watching the hot what pots and I've the video games and the shit show that's <laughs> oh, yes. been going down this week. So last <laughs> Wait. last what y'all saw watching? us as previously recorded on what the funcast. Uh, y'all saw us in the midst of. The aftermath of the PS5 debacles. So now, fast forward to a week, we've been through it all. We've seen some shit. So the PS5 has come and gone. Pre orders went up, and pre orders kind of popped in and out at some retailers. But aside from that, they're largely gone. Uh, Sony didn't really officially announce when they were going to go up. They kind of spontaneously went up by retailer. People pre ordered them. People celebrated. People cried. Um, and then people went to, I guess, GameStop the next day or whatever, and they're really pissed off. I also heard that, I guess, Best Buy wasn't accepting in-store pre-orders, so people went on the 17th, so Thursday, the day after the showcase, to go pre-order the system at Best Buy, and Best Buy was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, we're not taking pre-orders, our pre-orders went up online yesterday. So, total mess. Um, Interesting. And then, the RTX 3080 pre-orders went up on the 17th as well, at like, what, 8am, 9am, something like that?
1: It was like 9am Eastern, yeah.
0: And, and that was an absolute disaster. The cards literally didn't even go in stock. I didn't even see the add to cart button flash. It up. was
1: literally like it was coming soon, and then you refresh, and it was out of stock. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. It was an absolute mess. Um, and so this just we'll see goes what to show that. you
0: what happens when you do timed releases like that. People are able to get their hands on bots or whatever else and to try to get uh, these systems and cards and highly sought-after items, um, and you miss out. And it's a shame, and I met you have said this from the rooftops at this point, it's a shame that companies have not instituted some sort of whatever, like a, a queue type of system where they actually regulate who's coming in, who's buying their parts. Um, but I don't yes. know.
1: Yeah, I, I talked about it this last time because the PS5 pre-orders went, on before, or went up before we recorded last week. Um, so we talked about this, trucks on this briefly, and I feel like retailers should at this point have anti bot protection in the checkout, like put a captcha or something or like a, the I'm not a robot checkbox, um, just to make sure. But yeah, it's, it's a disaster. Um, I know Nvidia actually did that on their own website, but it was like too little, too late. The cards already sold out at that point. Um, but then on top of the issue of bots, you have the issue of just the influx of traffic when there's like, you know. 15 times the normal amount of traffic on a website trying to place orders. I think, like, was it Target or some, or Microsoft Store that, like, went completely down today when the Xbox pre-orders went up? Um, Target, like, wouldn't let you check out at all, which I'm sure is affecting a lot of other people that are just trying to make regular orders. And it seems like, I don't know, a queue system would be great or just, I don't know, always over-prepare. I feel like these companies are never... I've never seen a single company being prepared. The only preparation that we've ever seen that actually, like, Q-System actually worked as, like, New York Comic-Con, which is always stressful, but at least it's not, like, a disaster. You don't have to sit there and refresh and fall into glitches or whatever. Like, it's orderly. So...
0: Right, so, um, yeah, so funny you say that. So then... (laughs) Xbox took the opportunity to tout that... You know, everyone's gonna know the exact time of when of when your retailer is going live, right? So they put up this post on the 17th, the same day that PS5 pre-orders are supposed to go up. And they made a post, uh, you know, pre-order the Xbox Series X and Series S starting on September 22nd. Xbox All Access pre-orders will also begin. It's all finally happening. Get your local start time participating retailers here. Boom, they give you a listing of all the stores in each area, depending on where you live and the exact times of when those pre-orders will go live. Which happened to be 8 o'clock Pacific Daylight Time um, in uh, today. So, excuse me, so 11 o'clock in the morning, our time. So, what happens? Okay, well, Xbox talking a big game. You figure, okay, this is going to be good. So, word got out last night that GameStop's were only taking pre orders for approximately six Xbox Series X's and two Xbox Series S's. Which is even ridiculously lower than the PlayStation Five numbers, which were also relatively low. Where we heard numbers of two to three digital versions and maybe eight to twelve um, disc drive versions. So anyway, fast forward to eleven o'clock this morning, and we are in the middle. Uh, we are in the middle of um, of you know the pre-orders are about to go up, whatever. So everybody's got their their favorite website of choice up, and they're going through. And F5-ing and refreshing as much as physically possible and this and that. And literally, it was a disaster. So GameStop coincidentally put up a queue system, uh, which didn't really do them any good because all they did was bundle up the Xboxes with a bunch of bullshit uh, that you didn't need uh, once again. Best Buy, like, decided that they weren't going to abide by the 11 o'clock thing, and they were just going to kind of go up whenever. I think they ended up going up closer to, like, almost noontime. Um, so... They did that, and then Amazon randomly went up a little bit after as well. Target and Walmart were the only ones that really went up right on time and Microsoft Store. Microsoft Store took the biggest dump and just totally (coughs) crashed, and it got to the point where it just sat and spun and spun and spun and spun and spun, spun, um, which was crazy, so it's it was a pretty wild time. It was a total disaster to the point where, like, I couldn't even get a pre-order for one if I wanted one, Um, and then, so I talked a little bit about uh, the Xbox, I have Xbox credit at the Microsoft store so I went through, tried to get one to the Microsoft store and it was like 30 solid minutes of misery where it's like <laughs> it was like, okay, I, I finally get it in my cart, okay, great, I go to check out and it's like, uh, we can't ship to your country I'm like, what? Like That doesn't make any sense so, clears out my cart, takes me back to this drawing board, okay, boom go in and get my configuration, no, I don't want any extra controllers no, I don't want any of this other bullshit okay, add to cart, okay, great um and then round and round and round and round and then it would like you would actually have to wait on like the review and uh uh verify your order screen for it's like slowly load so it was like all gray lines what was loading and then like five minutes later it was like it came up with my name and my address and everything and like another five minutes later i would hit like yes or like next and then another five minutes later show me payment options it was just a mess so I don't know why we expect it any differently. I mean, people are hungry for these systems. Going back to the GameStop thing from last night, people are actually camping out overnight for these pre-orders, which I was shocked. I mean, I and maybe maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm getting old. But I just don't know. Like, it's great to get a new system. It's great to go through and have the shiny new box and play your, your games at the highest fidelity and ray tracing and everything else. But this isn't like the Wii where it's a total shake-up and all new games. This isn't like the xbox 360 where it was like there's you know this is like an intergenerational leap where yeah it is next gen yeah there are standards in place but you're still playing largely the same games i totally get it because i'm one of those people that wants all the newest things and you know stuff like that but to camp out overnight it was cold as i started conversation with it was cold (laughs) last night and you would not be able to catch me out there maybe i came out for a switch maybe if i was that desperate but
1: i was gonna say i feel like the only thing we'll camp out for at this point is d23 panels and even those they don't they have a queue system now which right we were lucky enough to get last time so
0: i think we're great right we're good. so we're good overall never camping out. overall it was a total disaster so xbox came out earlier and put out a little comment here was, and they said we're humbled by the record-breaking demand for xbox series x and s huge thanks to everyone for the excitement if you weren't successful today, be sure to sign up with retailers for updates and expect more consoles to be available on November 10th. So Which is launch day? Literally launch day. So D- <laughs> D-day number 2, it's coming your way. Um, that yeah. week's
1: going to be hell for retail workers. Oh my god, I'm so cuz PS5 comes out the next or 2 days afterwards. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see what happens cuz PS5 did mention after everything, you know, sold out the first day that they would have more units available over the next few days, Um, which is, it's been the next few days now and I don't think any of them have come back in stock. Yeah, so there was
0: rumor that that they were, like, holding off until Xbox finished their thing and then they were going to put up more. So I saw, like, Wario 64 is pinning up the PS5 pre-order links now. It's, like, keep an eye on those and people are asking for it and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'd imagine we'll probably get some level of restock or whatever that looks like. I mean, Sony has promised that there would be more systems and stuff like that. So it's just very interesting because I don't know. It'd be interesting because there's so many people trying to sell their pre-order secondhand already that it'll be interesting once they both come out, it's kind of like solidified. And then we see what people buy more of. Is it, is it the S and the digital? Is it the X and the disc version of the PS five? Is it, Uh, The X, but then the digital of the PS5 version, right? So, I don't know, it'll be very interesting to see since this is the first time we're launching with two SKUs at launch. So, yes,
1: it'll be very interesting indeed. Um, I'm just worried about my RTX 3080, but uh, I was gonna say, I am almost thankful for the messiness of PS5's pre order launch because, like, when they didn't announce a specific time, then it was like, oh, okay. You know, you you had a chance before everyone really noticed what was going on. Whereas with RTX thirty eighty and with the Xbox, everyone knew the exact time, and everyone was sitting there refreshing and overloading the websites before the orders even went up. Nvidia released a statement and said, for the RTX thirty eighty, like the website traffic increased like you know so much in the last minute that they couldn't even put it on sale. Like they couldn't actually flip the switch on their end because the server was so overloaded. And that's why people were able to place orders for the Founders Edition from NVIDIA directly, like later on, you know, hours after it originally launched, because the server was so overloaded initially, they couldn't even put them on sale. So, anyways, uh, hopefully, this is lessons learned for for all these companies and retailers and whatnot. But moving on into, well, I guess it's still in the same topic, but not on pre orders. Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan had some comments about the console wars that I thought were pretty interesting. He had an interview with, I want to say, was it with this specifically? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it was, okay, with gamesindustry.biz. Um, so this comes from games, interest, biz, gamesindustry.biz. I wasn't sure if they were quoting another interview. Um So I pulled out a few select quotes here that I thought were pretty interesting uh, comments about the future of PlayStation and how it relates to Xbox. So first quote here, um, there's been a lot of technology changes and advances which only really interest us in the extent that they enable transformative change in the way that people play and experience games. For us, the time to capture that uh, and make the big step is a wait, (laughs) the time to capture (laughs) that and to make a big step is with a console transition and platform transition, what we call a generation approach. Um, so this is kind of a direct comment regarding Xbox's uh, approach of being able to play your games on, as far back as like a, on an Xbox One S and having the full backwards compatibility, etc. PlayStation is more of like, this is the next generation. All games will be tailored to the next generation moving forward. Um, so to continue, another quote, in terms of the hardware lineup and thinking behind, uh, the thinking behind it was to try and give gamers certainty, certainty that when you look at the SKU configuration, certainty that you're buying a true next generation console. It's something I've said before, it's important to make clear that the only difference between the PS5 digital and a PS5 is the disk drive. Um, Also, developers need to be able to work in an unconstrained manner. And they've been telling us for over a year now that PS5 allows them to do that. Equally, they've been telling us how intrigued and delighted by the PS5 feature set they are. All in all, uh, we've tried to minimize or avoid compromises in the architecture of our systems, which is interesting because games like uh, Horizon Forbidden West and Miles Morales are coming to PS4. Aside from that, he also had a comment that I thought was interesting uh, regarding Game Pass and how that's kind of Microsoft's whole strategy. So he said, for us, having a catalog of games is uh, is not something that, we, that defines a platform. Our pitch, as you've heard it, is new games, great games. We've had this conversation before. We are not going to go down the road of putting new release titles in a subscription model. These games cost many millions of dollars, well over a hundred million dollars to develop. Uh, we just don't see that as sustainable. So I guess, You'll probably never see a Game Pass like service from uh, from PlayStation. I mean, they kind of already have PlayStation now, but that's less of a Game Pass service as it is just a streaming service of like PS3 games.
0: Right, um, and and but. the and the PlayStation Now collection or the PlayStation Plus collection coming to PS Five is kind of like a Game Pass light. And I know we talked a little bit about this last time, but i i, I can't I can't wrap my I can't say with a straight face that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. The, the PlayStation plus collection is not, is just a, a, you know, whatever they took a lot of their first party games and, and they're essentially giving them away for free to PS five owners as an incentive. So yeah, you know, now I get it for brand new games, like day and date on game pass kind of things. I can see them. Yeah. They're not going to do that. And that's essentially what they're saying here, by the way, our pitch, as you've heard, is new games, great games. When the hell have they said that?
1: Yeah, I'm like, I've I've never heard that, but I guess I've heard it now. Um, I, th- I think the thing is, the difference between Microsoft and Sony is that Microsoft is a hugely profitable company, given the fact that they just did the thing that we're going to talk about in our next news item here. Um, so they have a lot of money to throw around, and that's the reason that they can sustain Game Pass, whereas Sony is... I think Sony's biggest markets are TVs and PlayStation. I don't think Sony really has their hands in much else. Like they don't have their own OS like Microsoft does. They don't have their own, you know, I don't even know what else Microsoft does. I feel like Microsoft's portfolio is so diversified.
0: Well, they, have, um, they have Azure. They have...
1: Yeah, they have a whole entire cloud system. Right. Like it's 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 a lot more than Sony, um, than Sony has to... You know, Sony's not very liquid, I guess is the word. Um, right, in order to sustain, you know, putting these hundred million dollar games, like imagine if they put Last of Us two part Last of Us Part Two, on like a service like Game Pass, I think the Last of Us Part Two put PlayStation in the green single handedly. So right. if they were if they were not, so um,
0: right, and that's yeah, and I and I totally agree with that. And it was interesting. I was reading this article that was like, well, do you think that the quality of Microsoft games will go down as they just keep coming to Game Pass? And then somebody was like, well, look at like something like Grounded that's in early access, and they touted it so long, and then you get it, and you play it, and it's like, okay. And then stuff like Halo Infinite, where it's like, okay, you know, Halo Infinite clearly has been in development hell for a number of years. So I, I, don't, I don't think that'll necessarily be the case for the reasons that you just mentioned, where Microsoft has enough money to throw around, and they can throw their weight around with their money. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be fine, but it's definitely something interesting to think about. So, and so what would you do with seven and a half billion dollars?
1: Um, I'd buy a house for my mom (laughs) (laughs) and then I would, I'd give most of it away and save just enough for me to live as comfortably as possible in like a nice
0: mild climate. Okay.
1: But I wouldn't buy Bethesda
0: (laughs) if that's what you're asking. (laughs) This is just this. Like there's rarely an article that really shakes me to like my core. Like when Disney bought Lucasfilm, I was like, whoa, that's big. Like they bought Star Wars, not out of the realm of possibility, not out of left field necessarily because they had been working with Star Wars in the parks and stuff like that. But definitely one of those like holy shit moments. This was one of those holy shit moments And I guess we'll jump into it here. Bottom line is, Monday morning, shot out of the cannon, uh, Microsoft buys Bethesda for $7.5 billion. Uh, Really what they acquired was ZeniMax Media, who is the parent company of of Bethesda. So this is crazy when you think about it. When you purely think about the properties that they own and everything that Bethesda has to offer. So, well, let's jump into it. So... um, we know that that Bethesda has a number of games that are more closely tied to Sony, uh, but this 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 acquisition is the biggest video game purchase ever uh, in history. So Bethesda sorry to put be- this, in, sorry, yeah, to no, put no, this in
1: perspective, real quick. I want to quote our friend Eric. Just the, like, the seven point five billion really is it's hard to wrap your head around. Disney bought Marvel for four billion and Lucasfilm for four point five billion. Microsoft paid $7.5 billion dollars. That is 3 billion more. Like this is not only the biggest video game purchase ever, this is like one of the biggest just multimedia purchases ever. Like this is absolutely batshit insane. And this is why I said that Microsoft has the money to throw around for Game Pass because clearly they can afford this. So like yeah, insane.
0: It totally, 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 excuse me, insane. Um, Now, there's been a lot of questions because Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are set for the PlayStation 5 rather than the Xbox, and both games were announced as timed exclusives or timed console exclusives, meaning they'd be restricted to PlayStation 5 for a fixed period of time before coming to Xbox. This one comes from uh, Bloomberg, by the way. Uh, So Microsoft's going to keep that commitment. Phil Spencer did confirm in an interview. uh, Future games like Starfield will be available for PC and Xbox and Microsoft Game Pass. Uh, video game service so they're going to take other comps on a case-by-case basis spencer said which is extremely interesting because you would think if you're going to put in seven and a half billion dollars into into a company like this you're telling me that microsoft is going to be like you know what that's fine elder Scrolls 6 can go on you know whatever ps5 as well i'm totally i i, I didn't think that that was going to be possible that they could just do that but thinking about it more with the a purchase this big they've essentially just bought the exclusivity to some of the most beloved franchises from Bethesda. Yeah, including Elder
1: Scrolls, Fallout,
0: Doom. So I actually have a list here from the Xbox Twitter account, which on Monday morning, they said, these amazing teams are responsible for iconic franchises like Elder Scrolls, The Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, The Evil Within, Prey, Rage, Quake, Starfield. Um, And then that's spanning all of these different uh studios in Beth- uh what that make up bethesda softworks bethesda studios id software zenimax online arcane studios machine games tango game works alpha dog games and roundhouse studios obviously the only ones that i recognize are id software which make uh doom but these are all there's 2300 people that make up these uh these studios all together right so this is a massive 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 acquisition um and and it's good it's but it's, it's a total, total game changer. It really shakes up the space when it comes to looking at the grand scheme of things. But when you put it in perspective, Sony got the exclusive rights to Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter, historically a very, very well-known franchise, loved by many. And they're like, no, Street Fighter Five is coming only to PS4 at the time. Final Fantasy Seven console exclusivity to that um, for a year or whatever. Um, Final Fantasy 16 just announces a PS5 exclusive. So, that's a huge one. And Sony fans are like, "Oh, this is great. This is great." Sony fans are all pissed off about this acquisition. It's unfortunate that we're still immature about console wars and whatever, but this is great for the for the consumer because you know what? Elder Scrolls and all these other games just became a lot more accessible to uh the family that's buying an Xbox Series S and a year-long subscription to Game Pass for their kids. Because now day and date, they're getting all more games. They just increase the value of Game Pass. Game Pass continues to be, hands down, the best value in gaming, and yes. it's just it fascinates me at this point. And you you jot it down in here that Microsoft now owns twenty three studios, which is insane. And it was confirmed that all Bethesda's future games will be on Game Pass on launch day, so day and date, which is par for the course with all of uh, the Xbox Game Studios games, but it's just good to see that that's been confirmed.
1: Yeah, I think for the future, when you know they say we'll take other consoles on a case-by-case basis, I imagine not to be like a shill, <laughs> but I feel like Microsoft is kind of like the good guy in these situations, where they want people to be able to play their games um, in more places than not, which we'll talk about in, in this next point as a shining example of that, um, or this next news item, but uh i i feel like the most that they would do something like especially like elder scrolls i feel like that will you know maybe at most be a timed exclusive but it'll eventually come to all platforms because there's just no way that they would cut off that lifeline especially when skyrim came out on basically every single feasible system like except for ti84 calculators (laughs) like it's been genuinely released everywhere so i doubt that they would cut that off because it's also a revenue stream for them like why would you not develop something for all the different platforms like you're you're only gonna you only stand to make more money by expanding that um because i don't know like the 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 real other revenue stream would be game pass i mean because you don't need to necessarily buy a console to get access to game pass you can just get Game Pass and play on your phone, even. You don't have to buy a console. So, I think expanding it to other other consoles wouldn't be a bad idea. Um,
0: And I think that they're still going to do that, but it's going to be more selective, where maybe The Elder Scrolls does not appear on all the other systems. But... Something like Doom may continue to appear on other systems, right? So Ghostwire. I don't think it would
1: be like the other way around, where like Doom maybe would be an Xbox exclusive, but Elder Scrolls. I'm just would using an like example. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm just using an example, which I agree with you because then you could port it a hundred different ways, right? So, you know, I think that, like, I, well, I guess the way I see it is like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. I could see those now becoming multi-platform games instead of like okay, Sony's got the exclusive, you know, the exclusive, the console exclusive part of it. Even though they're saying they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, honor that or whatever. Uh, that that is what I just read right. Yeah, Microsoft keep yeah. that commitment. So, all right, whatever. But I'm sure that'll be the last of that um, because Sony's not gonna come to Microsoft and say, hey, can we use your, can we, can you guys develop a game for us and make it exclusive, right? But one other thing to put in perspective. Back when E3 was E3. Remember Bethesda used to have their own conference, right? And Microsoft just bought one of those companies.
1: Yes. Like, they were big enough to have their own conference. Like, they're as big as EA, Ubisoft, Square. Like, it's a, it's not some, like... No, this is you a Rough and tumble developer. It's huge. It's almost like Blizzard. Like, Bethesda's up there with... Basically almost having their own con at this point. Well, Blizzard has their own con. So that's why they don't do... You right, as much, but.
0: and there have been and there have been a number of rumors about who else uh, Microsoft is going to grab. So, which is interesting. So, this is of,
1: their first acquisition in a while,
0: right? In a while, yeah, I'd say that. Well, they've had a bunch of acquisitions, so it may be the first one in a while. But it's definitely been one. Uh, you know, they've they've been acquiring companies pretty often. It feels. Oh so, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that they have been acquiring for you know the past you know. Years when their E3 hasn't been as great, and it's like, well, they're still acquiring, they're building up their their game
0: library and whatnot, and now it's kind of we'll see the payoff for that in the future. But so since the since we're talking about acquisitions, Microsoft also announced the Shock Blue Xbox Wireless Controller. So the internet is ablaze. <laughs> I'm so mad at you for bringing this up. The color tone of this controller is the same color color tone and color code as Sonic the Hedgehog slash the Sega logo. So, and, uh, they also use the words clean and simple and then still iconic. If you take out the S from still and the onic from iconic, you get Sonic.
1: Wow. And what do you get when you turn the camera up, upside down?
0: Up, and the, <laughs> the devil <double> laughs. laughs.
1: Something to think about.
0: He's laughing. Uh, so now there, then there's the thing about like, I don't know, which was kind of ridiculous as Ahmed pointed out, but it was his person on like the Sega official Twitter account from TGS, and it's from a couple days ago. And this woman's, like, leaning over, like, crossing her arms in an X uh, around a box. And so they I like, oh, X, box. So, <laughs> anyways. Uh, I love a
1: good conspiracy theory. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's correct. but
0: So, there was rumor behind this of uh, they were looking. Microsoft was toying with the idea of partnering with Sega um, to push xbox in asian markets where it does not do well and sony is kind of king there so i wouldn't be surprised if they did acquire sega um or at least announce some major partnership deal with sega but
1: i mean what does sega do anymore now besides license out sonic
0: right exactly
1: like so they might as well get bought that would be fine exactly i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad about that um yeah i guess inject more money into it and let's get a, an actual good sonic game for the first time in years
0: yeah, please.
1: Speaking of which, I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on my PC the other day. Or not the other day, it was like a few weeks ago. And it was
0: jank, but yeah. <laughs> regardless. The game was it was not, fun, but a, it was janky. The game was not like really good at the time. Like We have nostalgia for it, because at the time it's like, oh, this is really good. We didn't the know nostalgia any I have
1: for it was specifically going to the GameStop at Bridgewater Commons Mall and standing there while my mom was at Macy's and playing Sonic 2 Adventure Battle demo on the GameCube. And being like, wow, this is so cool. And then I never owned it. So that's the that's all the nostalgia oh. I
0: have for that. Oh my gosh.
1: Anyways, um, anyways, indeed. So uh, I mentioned this in the when I was talking like a few seconds ago, I guess, about uh, Microsoft being kind of like the good guy. So Ori and the Will of the Wisps is surprise or surprise drop on Switch a few days ago. I don't know exactly what day, um, but it was not previously announced, and suddenly it was like it's out today. It was during the the Nintendo Mini Partner Direct, which I guess Paul will um, talk about what else happened in that. But I think this is the biggest news item to come out of that, at least for me. Um, so Ori and the Will of the Wisps, obviously the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest was uh, an Xbox exclusive. Ori and the Will of the Wisps was already available on Switch and or sorry, Blind Forest was already available on Switch. Um, now Will of the Wisps is also available, which is great um, because it is a Microsoft owned uh, IP. So this is kind of what I'm talking about in that Microsoft owning Bethesda doesn't necessarily mean that you're not gonna see any other games from Bethesda available on other platforms. So I think Microsoft is a little more charitable with their IPs in that regard. Um, So this is cool. Um, I haven't really gotten into playing either of the War Games, although I both... No, I own the first one. I don't own both. I own the first
0: one. They're both on Game Pass. Well, I guess, yeah. I have
1: the second one on Game Pass, but I actually, like, literally paid
0: money for the first one on Steam. Yeah. Um, So so. I'd be very curious to see how this runs because, if I remember correctly, when it launched, it did not run well. Like, it had frame rate drops. I don't know. There's something weird about this.
1: They're very beautiful games. They're very, very detailed.
0: Yes, and Ori the Will of the Wisps ran very well on Switch. So I did buy that on Switch because I wanted to play it there. Um, and it was, like, on sale or whatever. So I bought it there. Do you mean
1: Blind Forest? You said Will of the Wisps.
0: I did say Will of the Wisps. <laughs> I, I mixed up the two. Yes, Ori and the Blind it's very Forest. very confusing. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I did buy it there. And it does look really good on Switch. So I, I'm probably not going to buy this one. I didn't beat the first one. So I'll just play this on Game Pass eventually. Um, yes, I know it got a performance boost on Xbox Series X. They announced that one of the showcases. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll play it one. I, I can play it. it on my phone. All right, you could. I could stream it. So uh, going back to the uh, Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, so they did have one on the 17th. That was Thursday as well. So okay. it was a fairly big direct. So they announced Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, and then this rundown comes from IGN. And Monster Hunter Rise is like a new. A new game, I guess, for a new Monster Hunter game for Switch, which is pretty big. And then they announced Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin, which Monster Hunter Stories came out for the 3DS, uh, and this is a, a sequel to that game. So, pretty cool. They announced a few amiibos uh, coming out alongside Monster Hunter Rise. So, good stuff there. Then they had like a Monster Hunter Direct right after the, the uh, partner showcase. So, they went they a lot, a lot of Monster Hunter news that day uh Ori and the will of the wisps as you said was t- heading to nintendo switch later that day they did announce a collection edition from im8 bit that included both uh orion the blind forest and orion the will and the will of the wisps physically as low as like a-, a glow-in-the-dark display box a pin and like a piece of stained glass i don't know it's wild it's like a lot of money it's like 150 dollars something ridiculous so <laughs> anyways they're capitalizing on the switch collectors Um, And then bombshell announcement, Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise, (laughs) will punch its way on the Switch this December. uh, I hate you. December 4th, 2020, more specifically. Uh, So that was uh, fun, I guess. Um, Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, coming to Nintendo Switch exclusively in summer 2021. This is a big one because this is one uh, that is Disgaea is a well-liked franchise, I guess you could say. I think it's a JRPG. Yeah, it is a JRPG. Uh, So not for us, but people out there really like it. Anyway, uh, so a new one coming exclusively to Switch. Pretty cool stuff. I know that the complete editions of some of the re-releases on Switch Switch have sold well in the past, which is probably what fueled this. Um, And then Disgaea 5 Complete, which is one of them that they've released on Switch, uh, is available to try as a special game trial event from the 23rd to the 29th. So tomorrow through the 29th. Um... Bailin Wonderland. This is a game that was shown at one of the other Nintendo Directs. I was coming to Switch in March 26, 2021. This is the Square Enix game, I'm pretty sure, that looks like very, like, Kingdom heart So It sounds
1: vaguely familiar, the name, but I, don't, I yeah, can't remember I can't, it. I
0: can't remember if it's Balin Wonderland or Bailin Wonderland. Anyway, whatever. Either way, it's coming out. Um, do, 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 do. Rune Factory 5 we released on Switch in 2021 another uh, RPG that neither one of us would really like which that was they just showed some new gameplay footage and stuff like that Or uh, it's like uh, protect your town as a peacekeeping uh, ranger, harvest crops go fishing and find romance so one of those types of games um, the long dark makes its way to switch today so that's an exploration survival game that has players embarking on a journey through a frozen wilderness in the aftermath of a geomagnetic disaster available later today Hades also arrives on switch later today talked a little bit about that earlier Empire of Sin this is a game that was shown off this is like like imagine like a regular game like scaled down dramatically like mafia almost scaled down dramatically so this game is uh, it looks a little rougher on the edges but yeah Oof. I don't know it's a shooter Anyways, comes out uh, December first, twenty twenty, and then last but not least, the moment you've all been waiting for, Sniper Elite Four has been announced for Switch. Uh, coming. Isn't out. that a mobile game? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's coming holiday twenty twenty. Sniper Elite. I thought 4.
1: Sniper Elite was literally like a Game Loft franchise.
0: No, it's uh, it's it's on Steam. Rebellion Developments. Interesting. Oh, I think it I have... came out in February twenty seventeen. Hello. Anyways, mm, anyways. <laughs> I love this Switch is getting all the bullshit <laughs> ports from 1905 oh
1: I'm sorry I'm thinking of all the other random sniper games there's like sniper 3D, sniper strike yeah
0: yeah, that are all shitty game off games hitman um,
1: sniper I own but I haven't played but I own I haven't good. played it because I think I installed it because it was like one gigabyte and then I had to uninstall it because it was one gigabyte so I was like okay you know, I'll inst- play this instead later instead of playing I those forgot.
0: games you could play Royal Tycoon
1: you're right You really are correct. I'll play that tonight. Among Us Who?
0: You know (laughs) what you can't play anymore, though? What? The Nintendo 3DS.
1: That's untrue. You still can, but you can't buy it anymore. Um, Good night, 3DS. So, Nintendo has officially announced that the Nintendo 3DS has been discontinued. Um, This applies to all six models of the 3DS family. The 3DS, the XL, the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL, the 2DS, and the new 2DS XL. I didn't realize there were that many.
0: Yeah, um, there's a lot of 3DSs. So, I mean, yes. the rain has come to an end. 2011 to 2020.
1: True, what a good run, though. Like, truly incredible run for the, I guess, the last official, like, fully portable console from Nintendo. I don't know if we'll ever see one again, considering the Switch is kind of the future. And that form factor
0: is the future. Um, I wonder if people, like, went out and bought all of the remaining, like, DSs on the market. So, like, if I try maybe. to buy a Nintendo 2DS XL...
1: I don't know if you can find one new. I mean it's discontinued, but I'm sure that like there still are there's still stock. I can't imagine that they're selling like hotcakes.
0: No, yeah, people started hoarding them because these were in stock on uh, these were Go in up, stock up. on Amazon and they are no longer. That doesn't surprise me. I mean
1: I'm sure I'm just I guess they I don't can't imagine that they had that much stock to begin with, and then when people heard about the discontinuation like, Oh shit, I gotta buy all right. remaining eight that Amazon had. There's a
0: lot of people like that. Uh, Let's see. New Nintendo 2DS XL on eBay for... Oh, wait, no, not highest price. Doodoo. They're not going to go up in value now. You can't be that stupid. If you're going to
1: buy it to resell, you got to keep it at least for a few years. And it's like, this rare item discontinued, no longer to be found.
0: Unsealed from the Nintendo vault. But meanwhile,
1: like, the Wii... It's obviously discontinued, <laughs> it's still, like, you can readily find a Wii for, like, 30 bucks.
0: Used, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah,
1: obviously they're going to be... Well, yeah, a Wii in a sealed box might be a little different, but I don't think...
0: Yeah, they're selling for, I like, know, 150 Wii. on eBay right now.
1: Interesting.
0: Nintendo uh, Wii yeah. brand new. Let's see what a, what a new Wii sells for. What's your guess? Take a wild guess. It's
1: 400
0: A brand new Nintendo Wii console. Um, I'm hunting for a sold one. Hold on. <laughs> Have no one and none of them sold? No, it's giving me, I put brand new Nintendo Wii console. Brand new. That should give me what I need.
1: Yeah, I mean, the 3DS was really, uh, this one comes from Nintendo Life, that, and I quote, introducing truly innovative Glasses 3 3D tech and a fantastic library of games that will be enjoyed for years to come. It was, uh, quite a good system. Do you I remember when we until... went
0: to Macy's to try it out?
1: To Macy's? No, that was the Connect.
0: Oh, that was. Uh, yes, you're right. But we also went to go test out the 3ds at Nintendo World.
1: Maybe we did. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Four, uh, $400, like the first time you see you it. You're right.
0: Four hundred. Oh, perfect. Was the last one that I saw here. What do I win? Uh, nothing. Cool. thanks. Which is crazy. <laughs> uh, crazy because. Yeah, brand new Nintendo Wii with Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, black console, $400, which is crazy cuz it launched at 250. So I mean, I guess
1: I guess there's a profit to be made there, but not really. I don't know. Anyway, um, yes,
0: we did go see it uh, in, when it first came out. They had like demo units at Nintendo World.
1: I vaguely remember this. I vaguely remember this. And I mean, it's still amazing. Like even when I pull it out, when I pulled it out to open my old um, Animal Crossing New Leaf Island, I was like, wow, this 3D is pretty cool. Like, the fact that it works without need for glasses, it's just a little switch on the side.
0: Nintendo really did that. And the cooler part, though, is that the new 3DS XL and the, the new 3DS used, like, a, if you look on the picture here that we're looking at, there's a little extra sensor that, like, tracked your head. So it was actually, like, the it would track your head so you can like, move around and it would still stay in 3D as you moved your head around.
1: Yes, because I remember an issue with the first one was that you had to kind of like keep it centered, right. lest you get like motion sickness because you like suddenly looked at it from an angle and all of a sudden it went all blurry and you're like, wait a minute. Um, so that is, I never actually, I think I, I might have tried it on on your
0: new 3DS. Yes, um, super cool console, very easy to hack nowadays, and people are putting like homebrew on it and stuff, which is cool. People are also Ooh. putting games that they don't own on it, which is not cool. We don't condone that, right, Ahmed? Of course not. <laughs> okay, good. So I love to hear. But maybe I'll hack
1: mine just to see what, what fun app. Maybe I'll put a calculator on there so I can carry around my 3DS and be like, hey, yes, let me pull up my calculator.
0: And then you're right. I remember. You're right, boobs on it. Yes.
1: I remember when we would hack our like our old school Wii's back in the day and like look at all the homebrew that was available. There was literally a calculator. And I was like, who wants this? Like, why are you going to be like, oh, let me figure out what this number is on my Wii. Let me turn it on and then turn on the TV and then open the homebrew app and then
0: calculate? Like, what? like, the parents, like, what's 5 plus 5? And the son's like, hold on, mom! Let me boot up my Wii! (laughs) Like, I don't know. Back in the
1: day, I guess, smartphones weren't as readily available. But, like, I feel like even dumb phones had calculators on them. But also,
0: think back to the days when we had, we would use, like, the web browser on the Wii.
1: Oh, my God. Remember the messaging on the Wii? I remember I would, like, make people send me messages just so that the blue light would turn on.
0: We literally just (laughs) talked about, when did we talk about this? Like,
1: I think it was, like, last week. But, like... I still find it funny. But yes, the web browser on the Wii was an absolute disaster, but like it was so cool at the time. It's like,
0: the internet's on my TV. Yeah, and it's like was, and then know. like everybody would test it out like, "Oh, can you watch YouTube through the browser?" and like, "Can you play Newgrounds like, games on the browser?" Newgrounds games? Oh my god. Yeah,
1: no. It was it was terrible. It was an absolutely terrible browser. But it was cool to to poke around with cuz I don't know. It's totally like a CRT TV at the time. Like that was like it was only 16 years ago-ish? 15 years ago? Was it 2005 or
0: 2004? I I have no idea.
1: Like, it really wasn't that long ago, but so much has changed since then. And, like, so much that we take for granted now. that I'm like, you know, why isn't my PC running at 4K? Meanwhile, like, just 15 years ago, I was busy looking at, like, a CRT TV with the edges cut off. Ugh,
0: anyways. It came out in 2006.
1: Oh, well, even... better proof of my point like it's insane but my mom did pull it out recently so she could play wii fit she has i have like a or i had an old wii to hdmi adapter so she didn't have to use the tricolor cables um so she could play wii fit on her tv nice yes anyways now that we are over 12 minutes over our uh over our hour limit which i guess isn't really a limit it's just a suggestion at this point i think we should call it. Any more breaking news, Fox alerts?
0: You know, I'll tell you. Well, no, nothing more about Mike Pence's bird issue. But uh, <laughs> what is interesting here is, as I'm looking up Wii stuff, the revision. So this is really interesting. I didn't know this. The revision. Do you remember when they came out with like the blue one, the light blue one, and they removed the GameCube ports and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, it was like the kind of like the mini, but not the mini yet, because they did make a mini. It's the same exact size and
0: everything, but the only difference is that they removed the GameCube ports and the GameCube fun- functionality, and they put, instead of Wii being like vertically, like so you could stand up vertically and read Wii, it was so you laid it down and you could read the word Wii. Um, that was called the Family Edition, the Wii Family Edition, which I don't think Nintendo's ever marketed it like that, but Wikipedia is saying that that's what it was called. Uh, the RVL, which was Revolution, Nintendo Revolution code name, 101 yeah. model of the Wii, also known as the Wii Family Edition, is a cost-reduced variant released late in the platform's lifespan that removes all GameCube functionality lacking the controller ports and memory card slots found in the original model. Additionally, it does not include a stand as it intended to be positioned horizontally. The console was announced on August 17, 2011, and was released in the United States on October 23, 2011, blah, blah, blah. Was it was available. probably called Family
1: Edition because it was, like, bundled with a bunch of, like, you know, Wii Sports Resort and Wii Fit Plus or something like that. I
0: don't know. Uh, That's my
1: assumption. No.
0: Uh... It was probably
1: at least bundled with Wii Sports Resort because the original one was just Wii
0: Sports. Oh, this is the one that came out with, like, uh, it was bundled with New Super Mario Bros. Wii uh, with the Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack. And then the other version, actually the one that I rattled off to you, that includes Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. But then, That's then I thought. Yes, yeah. there was a Wii Mini as well that is like, I think it was rated like one of the worst console revisions of all time, which I kind of Why? always wanted one because it looks so weird. Um, it looks what like... What's wrong with it? I don't know. Uh, I
1: don't even remember what it looks like now that I think about it's it. It's the
0: Revolution-201, known as the Wii Mini, uh, and that came out in 2012. And that was set... I think that was one that came out and was like, MSRP was like 100 bucks, and it came oh, with... It. Uh, it, it came with uh, Mario Kart Wii at one point in time?
1: Yes. Yes. It was, a, like, all the pictures I see of it are Mario Kart Wii, so I think that was, like, the big bundle. Yeah. But why was it the worst? I think it looks nice. I
0: don't know. I think it was a YouTube channel that I was watching where it was, like, this is the worst revision I've ever seen.
1: Dramatic. I don't know. Like, it, did it make it, like, run worse? I don't understand. It just looks different.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Anyways, all right. Now that we're 15 minutes over,
0: <laughs> any other last
1: last comments, last additions? No, the Wii, news the, items. the
0: Wii DS life cycle I think is one of my favorites of all time just because there was so much innovation in that console cycle.
1: It was truly legendary. I think the other day I like rewatched the Wii Remote reveal. I feel like I mention this all the time. Yes, but, you like, do. I genuinely like watch that all the time. It's so hype. It's so exciting. All right. Anyways. Hold on. One last <laughs>
0: thing. As of September 30th, oh. 2019, the Wii has sold 101.63 million consoles worldwide.
1: It's like the most sold console of all time, right? Or is it still behind the PS2?
0: I don't even know that. We're going to have to save for a later date.
1: Perfect. (laughs) Next episode, the first thing you're going to hear is what the most sold console is. Or you can just Google it between here.
0: No, actually, we're going to find it out right now. Best-selling game consoles? (laughs) Yes. PlayStation 2. Wow. Yeah, Wii is number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6.
1: No way! Really? Yeah. PlayStation Two sold so well.
0: PlayStation Two sold over 155 million units. Nintendo DS family, so all of the systems, 154 million units. That's cheating. That doesn't count. Game Boy and Game Boy Color, 118 million units. PlayStation Four, 112 million units.
1: Play- the PS4 outsold the Wii.
0: Yes. PlayStation One, 102.49. Wow. Wii, 101.63. Wow. That is, uh, that's crazy,
1: because, like, everyone owned a Wii. Like, everyone owned a Wii.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty buck wild.
1: That is shocking. But I guess, like, the real gamers didn't own a Wii. It was like,
0: I don't know. I owned a Wii. What do you think is? Uh, think. What do you think the Wii U came in at?
1: What were the numbers? 101 million for the Wii? Yeah. Wii U, I think, was like, I don't know, 14 million.
0: 13 and a half million. <laughs>
1: Oh, oof, I'm really close. If I was on price is right, would have lost the one over. But
0: all it's right, fine. go ahead. Game Cube, right. GameCube. We're extending this episode. Nessie. Uh, thirty
1: something. Twenty one. Twenty four. Twenty
0: one point seven. Oof, really? Didn't uh, sell that well either. Original Xbox twenty four.
1: So wait, why is the Wii U regarded as like such a big failure when the GameCube wasn't that much better? Uh, or was the well, GameCube because also it was worse a than the failure?
0: GameCube. That's the problem. <laughs> That's I guess fair. Yeah, the, I like the GameCube. The next lowest is the Super NES Classic, sold 5.2 million. Uh, Those don't count. Yeah, NES Classic sold 2.3 million. Uh, Super Nintendo 49 million, Xbox One 50 million. So PS4 sold two times as many. Wow. That's absolutely nuts. So
1: very very nuts indeed. But yeah. Anyways, all right. Now that I've I've uh, My guessing skills have come and gone. It's time we wrap this episode up. This has been episode 92 on 922 of What the Funcast. We will talk to you next week. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.